Well, welcome, everybody, to the Most Basic Cable. This is Corey. This is CVH. Uh, well, Chris. Yeah. Something weird's happening. It is. It's very weird. We're live. We're live. So, for those of you who listen on our podcast, uh, this will sound like every other podcast you've ever listened to, but Chris and I are also doing a Facebook live feed of our entire pod today. Yes. We're sitting side by side. This in fancy a, new office. In our new office, the Most Basic Office. Uh, we've got JC helping us out. JC, say hi. That's JC. There he is. So generally, all right. So we've had Evan Wintern has been our intern for over a year, uh, refused to do the job. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very handsomely paid intern. <laughs> we might add great benefits. Refused to do it. Uh, so we reached out to our good friend, JC Chazé, and he came out to help us out. JC doesn't have a mic yet because he has to earn it and he hasn't earned it yet because it's his first week on the job. And by week, I mean day. And by day, I mean hours, <laughs> maybe one hour. Uh, so from here on out, every single week, we will be doing our entire podcast from Facebook Live. Yeah, pretty uh, cool. We generally shoot for uh, 10 p.m. on Monday nights. A little late tonight because we're doing some setup and some pre-production. Yeah, this so is all new. So welcome. Those welcome. of you on Facebook Live, we're going to roll like we normally do. Uh, this is episode 108, the Steve Young edition. Steve Young. So Steve Young Interestingly, interestingly enough, just got passed by, I believe, was it Cam Newton? It's Cam Newton, yeah. Most career. Most career touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns. It's going to be sad when he's at the door. That's what I was going <laughs> <laughs> to say. Uh, but before we get started, Chris, where can people find us? Yeah, you can find us here. Hi. Uh, Facebook Live. Uh, right now we're through Quartz feed, but yes. uh, someday soon when we have a nice fancy audience, we're going to switch over to the Most Basic Cable feed. But until then, you can find us on Twitter <laughs> at Most Basic Cable. On Facebook as the most basic cable. Our website is mostbasiccable.com and you can email us mostbasiccable at gmail.com. If you are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Chris, Steve Young's at my door. Yeah. You know what I like? One day somebody's going to walk through that door right Through there. that door. What I like is we now have JC here who is going to double as producer and bouncer. Okay. Which is good. So then we have some big like Brian, the Brian Boswell edition. Or Brian, Bo <laughs> yeah, right? Bosworth. Bosworth. Bosworth edition. We've got JC to protect us. Uh, Steve Young's at the door. You're closest to the, to the door. Have you, uh, what would you, what would you want to do? What would you want to hang out with Steve Young and do? Toss the football around? He's a lefty. He's a little. He's yeah. A little I, I remember it would take me a little while to warm up on him. Cause I, I remember <laughs> feeling like he stole Joe Montana's job. He did steal Joe Montana. And I really job. liked Joe Montana. Who didn't love Joe Montana? I think. The thing that was fascinating for me was Montana went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Uh, and that was, uh, for me, the start of NFL Football 94. Joe Montana Sports Talk and NFL yep. Football 94. So I had a great affinity for Joe Montana on the Kansas City Chiefs just because of that game. Okay. But you're 100% correct. He did steal Joe Montana's job. And then he got himself his, himself his own Jerry Rice. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, yeah, Jerry Rice? I got Terrell Owens. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. All right, Chris. Here couple, we go. A couple things have started. So we took a week off. It was Labor Day. Yes. No uh, labor on Labor Day. No labor on Labor Day. Um, I learned that. Court told me that while I was at work. He was at which work. I appreciated greatly. I was texting him like, what are you doing right now? He's like, oh, I'm working. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't work on Labor Day. <laughs> We're having people over having a barbecue and drinking. So uh, solidarity. Good job, guys. Um, so since we last talked. We had the start of the college football season, which was incredible. Yeah. Especially two, two good weeks. Especially if you're a Michigan fan. 
Um, I'm not wearing khakis though. Maybe, I know. Well, yeah, next time we'll be get there. we'll be tabled down. You guys it'll will just be, able to be a, see. it'll just be our khakis, <laughs> no face. Um, pleats, and lots of so we've had two weeks of college football, two mm-hmm. exciting weeks, and one week of NFL football. Lots of football. So we're going to start with the NFL. Okay. All right. All right. So first game of the season uh, this past Thursday night. Thursday. Was the Denver Broncos. I should say the Carolina Panthers at the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Super Bowl matchup and or yeah. rematch in week one. Yeah. And I got to say I was a little surprised. Right. I don't, I, the, so the Panthers brought back nearly their entire team. Yep. With the exec- exception of Josh Norman. Yes. Right. The addition of. Well, the monster Calvin Benjamin. The re-edition, yeah, because right. new edition. Because he hurt himself, and he's back, and he looked unguardable. For one quarter, he looked unguardable, and then I have no idea what happened. Yeah, to Josh Gordon, I guess Aguib Talib. You know, I guess he kind of shut him down. Yeah, that if I, it's funny, like the the Broncos always seem to want to get rid of Talib, and well, then he's really good. That doesn't surprise me because he's amazing. The guy got shot in the leg in the off season and was That's like, right. "I'm a hundred percent okay to go, yeah. guys, no problem." It was clean, didn't hit a bone, didn't hit any ligaments. Right in, right out. Yep. Uh, so, per usual, the Denver Broncos look terrifying on defense. Ugh. But what did you think about um, their young quarterback? Jim Tomsula? <laughs> Jim Tomsula. <laughs> no. Uh, Where is Jim Tomsula? Uh, I don't know. He's got to be an assistant coach somewhere, yeah, right? So he's that, he's that, there somewhere where nobody can remember his <laughs> name. Uh, hold on. It's my favorite game to play. Those of you who are avid listeners, uh, Chris. Name of Major League Baseball's commissioner. Paul Manfred. No, <laughs> is it Paul? It's not Paul. Damn it. It's, isn't it Ron? No, it's not Ron, is it? I don't know. JC? Rod. 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 Rod Manfred. Isn't it Rod Manfred? <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's impossible. I can look it up right I now. I should have just said Mr. Manfred. You should have said Mr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, uh, it is. It's 100% Rod Manfred. R- Rob. Rob, Rob Manfred. Manfred. Okay, Whatever. Paul, come on. Who am I? It's partial credit. All right. You think he introduced himself like, hello, I'm Rob Manfred. My friends call me Mr. Manfred. Maybe he did. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say Fred Manfred. Fred Manfred. You should have. It's a good band name. <laughs> Great band name. Um, all right. So here we go, fam. Hot lights in this office. Uh, so Trevor Simeon, right? I'm sure that's right. It is Trevor Simeon. It is. Um, I like him so much more than Peyton Manning for a number of reasons. He can throw the ball further than five yards. Yeah, his, you know, he can throw the ball. But his first play of the game was really like a nice play. Like he waited an extra beat and yep. then like whipped it in sidearm. I hate when the Broncos are good. I, but here's the thing. Not only are they good, they now have an excellent running game. Yeah. Because now Gary Kubiak is allowed to do what he was never allowed to do with Peyton Manning. And they talked to Peyton about that in the booth, right? So Peyton went up. Tried to steal Chris Collinsworth's job. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, this is my job now. Yeah. I like this a lot. Right. Do some man spreading. <laughs> and uh... and what I liked is um, Collinsworth was like, you know, it's nice that Kubiak gets to, you know, now run the offense he's always wanted to run. He's like, yeah. Like, he just yeah. glazed right yeah. over it. Yeah, fine. <laughs> hey, my kid's in kindergarten now. <laughs> he did talk about that. <laughs> he did talk about that. It's funny. I got really weird at that moment because my kid is also in oh, kindergarten right now. And I was like. This is impossible. Peyton Manning's like a hundred years older than me, and he's like two years older than me. Yeah, it's not Maybe that five. It's, but well, it's forehead. Four. Yeah. Is it four years older? I think so. You know, like because you equate it to the the Charles Woodson Peyton Manning year, right? When we all feel like that just feels like forever. Yeah, yeah, that was my senior year of high school. They're both they're both having interesting Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning 
resurgences, right? Yeah. Peyton Manning never really went away, but now he's in the media, kind of, he's been showing up at camps around the league before the season started, uh, showed up on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Charles Woodson, he's on NFL Countdown. Right. And he's, he's cha- a, did you see him? He's got a real job. Did you see him tonight before tonight's Monday Night Football? I game? did not. He was wearing an ascot. Oh, man. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> if anyone can pull off the ascot, it's Charles Woodson. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was also at Michigan's first game. Okay. With Derek Jeter. Did he, when he's wearing the ascot, did he do like the shoulder shimmy? Because <laughs> I, I tried to do that so many times. I never had shoulder pads. Just shimmying in your house. Yeah. yeah. Just like, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, so, um, long story short, the, um, Denver Broncos take down the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, on a missed field, field goal by Graham Gano. Yep. Uh, what was your big takeaway from this game? That the Broncos may be hard to beat again. Yeah. Um, that I just freaking love Cam Newton. Right. You do. Um, and I was sad that he got hit in the head I was gonna a say, billion times. How many concussions did he have in that one game? Yeah. I mean, when you're like down on all fours and shaking your head, it's not good. No, it's, it's pretty gross. I mean, that, and, it, the same thing kind of happened at Case Keenum last year. Oh man, that was terrible. When and, he hit his head and he, he like grabbed his helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It was brutal. It was absolutely and brutal. And then he's just out there again. Well, they... I don't know if you've seen the video, but they grab him by his arm. The offensive lineman grabs him by his arm and like ragdolls him to the sideline. Yeah. He didn't take a play off, and then he came back out. It is gross. It's super gross. Um, big ups to Cam for you know staying in, but he probably should have taken a beat. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. I, I just I wonder. There was an article about this on the Ringer, like seeing the death of football right before our own eyes, and I wonder if if the move is just to give like an independent medical professional carte blanche to, well, what, to pluck dudes out of the game. What's fascinating, and they talked about this during the game, because Brandon Marshall, who's a linebacker for the Denver Broncos, he got a, well, he didn't get a, I don't, he didn't get a concussion officially, but um, he hit his head and they took him off to the sideline and there's like an, an not, not associated with the team. Right. There's a neurologist not associated with the team who's inspecting him. And then he comes back out to the field, and then Collinsworth, Collinsworth is like, well, I just sat through the seminar, and I understand so much more now what the NFL is doing. And he said, but the neurologist doesn't have any say whether or not he goes back in the game. Hmm. He said it's the team doctor that says it. So the neurologist is just there as like an advisor yeah. that they don't have to listen to. Right. Okay. Isn't that the most mental thing you've ever heard in your life? It's pretty dumb. Right? Well, that is the NFL. Right. So you look at this past weekend, I saw Brandon Marshall go off. I saw Theo Riddick go off. Yeah. I saw a number of players go off and get... Um, both Riddick and Abdullah. Well, Abdullah was that wasn't a concussion. It no. was a head hit, but they both had both got shaken up. But uh, Riddick actually left yeah. to go to the locker room because that's the protocol. Yeah, came right back. I mean, thank goodness he did because we wouldn't want to. Yeah, because he's great. But still, the, I just think they're going back there, and the neurologist is probably like, "Yeah, they probably shouldn't play." And the team doctor's like, "Yeah, you hear that? You're good to go. Like, good come to back, go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> just, How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> Seven? No, whatever." So I think to your point, they they should consider having somebody that's not associated with the team. They've taken a step where they've got the neurologist on the sideline, but they still don't have power. Yeah, there, there's got to be some sort of arbiter of – Right. Yeah, to be able to say, okay, you're probably hurt. I also, I also don't like how – I'm okay if somebody's got a head injury. Yeah. Or an apparent head injury. If they just like chill out and stop the game for like – a minute or two. Right. That's worth it to me to like, right. Yeah. Get them off the field. Make sure everybody's right. cool. Let the team adjust to that well, happening. 
I think too, like the one thing that the league has brought into play is targeting. And I didn't see one targeting call in any NFL games, but I saw it in a number of college games. Sure. And in the Michigan game this, this past weekend, there's a targeting call. Yep. And what the refs in college are doing is they're calling it on the spot. Mm-hmm. And so they're just calling the penalty um, and they're having a booth review. Yeah. And so if it's not a penalty, they're like, not a penalty. We reviewed it. It wasn't targeting. They, there was a play um, Oh, in the Lions game yesterday where um, Andrew Luck slid. Yeah. And Whitehead. Oh, that's right. Like sort of bailed out at the last yes. minute. It was like going in for a tackle. And I think they picked up the flag. They did. Yeah. Because yeah. like, he, you know, he didn't tackle him. He went in and like kind of hugged him. Right. And I was like, oh, that, that was, you know, like the refs could have blown that game up. They could have. And they all, they sort of did when they called a pass. It was clearly incomplete, complete. Right. Right. It didn't complete the process. I know. But um, yeah, I, it is the, the head injury stuff. It was, it was startling that it was so prevalent in the first game. Yep. And like, a lot of people have made this point, but Cam Newton, he gets officiated differently because he's indestructible. Because he's, he's huge. And he wears like a Kevlar vest yeah. and he's giant. And it's the same thing that happened to Shaq and the same thing that happens to, Le- happens to LeBron in the right. NBA. And we're like, oh, you're superhuman. You're okay. Right. This isn't that bad. But that's when, not the case. Clearly. Right. I think the refs, I think they look at Cam and they're like, oh, that doesn't look like that bit of a hit. Right. I and mean, they clearly were bad hits. Yeah, it's, it's clearly not as bad as the car accident. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, and JC, you may not know this, uh, Cam Newton got into a car accident. The car is completely flattened. Cam's like, I'm all right. Just yeah. walked away. Just walked not away. a scratch. Um, I think you're right. I think they're officiated different because of their size. Um, in the Michigan game, I think it was McDoom. Great, great name. God, Eddie McDoom. Eddie McDoom. Great college I wish that name. I had had a redo. <laughs> I would have named my kid Eddie McDoom. Like, 18 years. You're going to be in a, in a yeah. an elite college football program as a scat back. It's incredible. So McDoom gets lit up. Um, even when I was watching it, I didn't at first think it was helmet to helmet. I thought it was more like in his chest plate. Yeah. But he did actually rise up and hit him in the, yep. in the face. Man. More shoulder than, yeah. than helmet. But And so they call the penalty. Uh, they review, and then they do call it targeting, and they kick him out of the game. Yeah. And do you ever think that will happen in the NFL? It, should, it would have to be egregious, right? Yeah, it would have to be egregious. And it should because the McDoom play is a good example because the guy didn't need to go high at all. He had McDoom right. dead to rights. Right. You know, and, and all he had to do was just lower his shoulder, wrap up his waist, and the play is over. Right. And I think that that is the, that is the tricky the tricky thing that has to change in football. Cause it's such a thin line between making a big hit, trying to get a guy to fumble the ball yeah. to making a big hit that could permanently damage someone's well, brain. And we see this all the time with people who do tackle efficiently, who have a ton of strips, right. Who always hit people in the midsection. So Chris Collins was said it again last night, Sunday night football. Um, Carson Palmer got hit below the knees and they called a penalty, right? Because as he said, you have a strike zone, right? Right. So if it's below the head mm-hmm. and above the waist, or above the, I should say, from yeah, the like thigh, thigh on, thighs to right, like that, thighs your to shoulders, zone, right. And so I think that I think it, I do think it's gradually getting better. Yeah, it does. You know, the league does seem like they're actually putting some emphasis on it. Um, I do think it's hilarious that Matt Lauer is interviewing Goodell. Oh, jeez, yeah, Matt Lauer is on a real hot streak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing him softballs. I did see, and I forget who the player was, but he did. I saw a snippet of it where he asked him about a player who who clearly had a head injury and then um, 
you know, one player wasn't fine for it and one player, you know, like he, I guess that's the only tough question he asked him, but it does seem like there's somewhat of a change. I hope so. I hope so too. Because yeah, that Cam Newton, that game was brutal to watch. Yeah. Right. Even as a sports fan and everyone watching football forever. Um, well, and it, 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 it marred a pretty good game between two really good teams. Yep. And you know, the, the first week of college football was so great. Yeah. And so exciting. And I wondered, like, I was like wondering what if this was like a plan that the NCAA and, and you know, FCS or whatever they call themselves um, got together. Like, hey, let's uh, let's start scheduling like a killer week one before right. the NFL starts so we can. It was insane. Yeah. So yeah. there's all these great games. And then like the NFL rolls around and I was so ready to watch that game on Thursday night because I had had like five straight nights of college football, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday, and then nothing for two days. And I was just like, it's <laughs> getting real itchy. And then like within a quarter, it, it got weird. Right. And it's like, oh, this is why I don't like the NFL because they don't take care of their players. They don't. No, it's true. Um, let's talk about a couple of the NFL topics. Yeah, let's do it. Um, last night we saw the Patriots and the Cardinals play each other. Sure. Uh, as people have been saying all day, um, you can't cut off the head of the Patriots and nope. expect them to die. Jimmy Garoppolo looked solid. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. I would say like, I would say him and Simeon were in a, in a close playing field. I, I would agree. And you have to give Garoppolo credit because he didn't have Gronkowski. He didn't. And if you have Gronkowski in your quarterback, you're probably at least 25% better right. than you are without him. Yeah. I mean, I think the Patriots, I think they just kind of, you know, I think they planned that, you know, we're going to clearly, we're going to use our tiny white receivers to like as much as humanly possible. We're going to throw, which I love, like, you know, the intermediate routes that they've been, they've been throwing forever that have been working forever, which is, you know, West coast style of offense. I've been waiting for my hometown team to do that forever. And they finally did it and it worked. So, and we'll talk about that. Um, but they just beat you to death with it. Like the flats are wide open. And then when they beat you to death with that, they just run the ball at the middle of LeGarrette one, you know, and it's, it was just over and over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, they're very a very systematic. Yeah, they rarely go deep. I mean, I think it was funny last night on Twitter. People were calling Tom Brady a system quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, because it was you know Garoppolo looked exactly like him, and, right? And Chris Collinsworth shows like his motion is exactly the same. Well, it's probably for a reason, right? right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you draft you draft Jimmy Garoppolo and you get him two yeah. years under Tom Brady. It's like, oh yeah, just just try to be like that guy. <laughs> exactly. You, you, maybe you can get to eighty percent, but just try to be right. like that guy. And so that said. Much like with Dak Prescott, you know, there's, and I have an interesting theory about Dak Prescott. And we could talk about this, but with Tom Brady, like, there's no level of good that Garoppolo could be and actually still keep the job, right? Yeah. What he's essentially doing is auditioning for, I can say auditioning for another team, but there's a good chance that if he's really good, Bill Belichick will trade him. Yeah, sure. For a draft pick, right? And then he'll develop another quarterback. Like, he's done this time and time again. So you got to think if you're Garoppolo, He's doing everything right. Yeah, he's, he's he's playing to either, like, maybe in two or three years be the Patriots quarterback. Right. Or to have a huge payday. Yeah. Maybe sooner than that. Well, and he looks at his own team. Right. And he looks at someone that Brock Osweiler came in, played great. It's a huge pay. Like, who right now wouldn't, just because of his sheer size and because he played one solid game and he'll probably, pay, probably play three more solid games, Right. Who wouldn't pick him up in the offseason? Who wouldn't trade for him? You know, like, there's so many teams that don't have Yeah, Matt Flynn got a million dollars and never well, played. Right, but if you're right, if you're the New York Jets, <laughs> right, and you've had this Ryan Fitzpatrick thing going on forever, 
don't you go like, oh, we could totally take that guy for two reasons. One, he looks like a pretty solid quarterback. And two, um, you know, he knows he's been inside the Patriots locker room. Right. He knows what he's doing. Right. So I thought that was I thought it was a good showing on his part. I thought the Patriots defense looked great. I, I that was that was very impressive. And I, I think it's been a long time since their defense has looked great. And I thought that, you know, Belichick kind of coaches everything. You know, I mean he he was the oh man, he was the architect behind um Big Blue, the Giants defense. But he hasn't always had a great defense. I think that's probably what they're gonna hang their head on this year. Yeah. At least until Tom and Gronk are oh, I know. ready to go and it's incredible. Well, but if they can keep that going, to to beat that team to beat the Cardinals with Chandler Jones having like his redemption, you know, like being traded and then sacking the hell out of, <laughs> out of Garoppolo yeah. um, to beat that team, the Cardinals, like that's a big in, in Arizona, in Arizona, you know, and they did win on another missed kick, right? They did win on that missed kick, but still to go in there and win, that's huge. Yeah. And so I don't know who, I don't know what their upcoming schedule is. I forget out. Is it the bills and someone else probably? Yeah. They've, they've got some, they, do they have you the Bills cup, and the Jets? Say, you want to say cupcakes? Cupcakes? Yeah. Uh, I mean, this was the tough game. This yes. was the, the tough of the toughest of the four games. So since we talk about the Jets, I do want to transition. Okay. Did you see Revis Island get absolutely destroyed? Yeah, he did not have a good game. It makes me wonder, right? So Drell Revis, I constantly say he's the smartest person in football because he signs these small deals. He, he, he LeBrons it, right? He signs these small deals. And then he'll play in a team for oh they've got the Texans, the Bills, and the Browns. So the Texans will okay. probably be a tough game. Yeah, um, those are, those are all at home. Yeah, the next three games. Oh, that's the Twitter game. Is that the Twitter game? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to talk about that later. Um, it's going to be so strange. I know. So it's weird too because you see CBS, NFL Network, and Twitter. Twitter as broadcast. So um, yeah, it just makes me wonder. I don't know. I so do you think Rebus? Do you think he'll go back to the Patriots at some point? I think the price tag might be too high. I, I know, but he's Revis. Like, yeah. I just feel like he'll take a pay cut, go there, be solid again in his defense. You know, yeah, I like, mean, if that's if he decides he wants to win again is probably the way that that would happen. Yeah, I mean, he got torched, but he got torched by one of the best wide receivers in football, A.J. Green. Oh, I know. I th- so I thought that was fascinating. Um, I do want to talk about Dak Prescott. Okay, lay it on me. So, okay, so Prescott... Um, was pretty uneven. Did, sure, didn't have the best game, right? Like yeah, he, he and he and Elliot were, yeah, just okay. Elliot had I think fifty yards rushing, yeah, and twenty carries. He got tackled at the goal, or he got tackled within like the five yard line. So neither of them were great. You've got Dak Prescott, who for not having an incredible game, and I don't think he's got a lot of the playbook. I think they're keeping it pretty limited. Let's say he's. 500 by the time Romo comes back. Okay. And everyone says game six now or seven, right? I think everyone's thinking maybe the Packers game. Knowing what we know about Romo, if Prescott's 500, do you still throw Romo in? Yeah. How long do you think he makes it? As long as he stays healthy. But how long does he stay healthy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you look at last year, he he fractures his collarbone in week two. Because 2014, he had the best season of his career. Right. Uh, last year, week two, he fractures his collarbone. He's out for seven weeks. They go 0-7. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's a huge part of the team, clearly. He comes back in. He plays one game. He throws for 60% passing, maybe. Um, throws two picks. No touchdowns, I think, against Miami. And then he plays the next game against the Eagles. Throws three picks, 54% passing, Ooh. and then breaks his collarbone. Right. My question is, is it the end of... Um, 
is it the end of Tony Romo as we know it? Or do you think he can come back and be somewhat, somewhat near the player he was originally? I hope he, I want to get, I want to give him one more shot. Okay. I like Tony Romo. Do you think it's a bad thing to have? I mean, I don't think it's bad to have Dak Prescott in this situation because when he is a big quarterback, he's mobile. He does have composure in the pocket. Sure. He doesn't throw a great ball because he doesn't generally doesn't set his feet, but I think he'll learn that. But I just wonder, I wonder how, I wonder how many opportunities Jerry Jones will give him. Yeah. I think, I mean, I kind of think that, that Jones and the Cowboys will roll with Romo until it's a hundred percent clear that yeah. he's toast. He broke a vertebrae in his back. Yeah. It's, I mean, he breaks a lot of, <laughs> he breaks a lot of bones. All right. It's a lot of bones. A uh, couple other NFL topics I want to talk about. Yes. Jameis Winston throws four touchdowns yesterday. Looking really good. He looks great. Kind of wish I'd taken the Bucks in our win pool. Who'd you take? I took the Ravens. Okay. So at 20. They won yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. 3-0. You are 3-0, yeah. aren't you? Oh, yeah. Sweet, sweet comeback. God bless America. What's that? Something <laughs> <laughs> from the peanut gallery? Who does JC have? JC's not in it this year. Oh, JC, you didn't he's, do it? He, He's a baby because he thinks I stole money from him. What do you mean? Okay, hold on. What do you mean he stole money from you? So, (laughs) (laughs) last year. Okay, go ahead. JC and our friend David finished tied for third. Yes. Same exact record. Right. And I went through and I, and like I worked in the same office as David. And I said to David, You're tied with JC. Yeah. I'm going to figure out tiebreakers. If I there's a tiebreaker that gives it to JC, I will give it to JC. I will make sure that that's the tiebreaker we use because I wanted JC to win. Sure. And I tried every freaking <laughs> angle to give it to JC, and every time, yeah, every time he got edged out. Really? By David? Oh, JC. So you should be mad at him if you be mad at David. Because <laughs> Chris was responsible for the money. Yeah. So because of that, JC is, and then JC got all mad because he drafted like the Lakers, the Kings. <laughs> How did then, you come in third? And the Nets. No, that, that was in the. Uh, oh, you're the, saying in, you're in saying the in the NFL, NFL wins pool, you came in third. Yeah. And then we did our NBA wins pool, and you thought the object. Yeah. You thought the object was like golf to have the lowest score. <laughs> okay. Lakers, Sixers, Lakers, <laughs> Lakers, Kings, and Nets. <laughs> Yeah. It was the Lakers, Kings, and Nets, I yeah. think. Dude, it I, was. Dude, you're, I you're drafting like it was the early 2000s. <laughs> I drafted Golden State, and I still lost to Evan. That's right. Think about that. Stupid Evan. I know. I hate it. Um, okay. <laughs> I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, all right. So, Jameis. Jameis. You your wins pool. Yeah, yeah. Threw four touchdowns yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are a decent amount of quarterbacks under 25 who are pretty good. Yeah. Is he the best we think so far? So you've got him, you've got Derek Carr, um, you've got, I've got yeah, I would list. I would take him in a draft of those okay those guys. You've got him, you've got Derek Carr, you've got um, Bortles who rock. I mean, yeah, Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater's blowing up me. Teddy Bridgewater's ghost knee. Bridgewater's ghost knee. Marcus Mariota. Yeah, right. I'd yeah. I'd take do you think Jameis. it's do you think it's Jameis Carr Mariota? I think so. Okay, and I mean Carr's twenty five now, and he's got. Awesome, awesome Amari Cooper. So. Amari Cooper's amazing. I mean, we knew that yeah. going into the season, and they were down and came back. Like, they're what if he's like? What if he ends up leading the league in receiving yards? Amari Cooper? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I didn't see why not. You mean like the the rush for two thousand? You yeah. mean the 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 goal of two thousand? I mean, I think so. It's AJ Green, Julio Jones, right? 
uh, and um, oh Pits- no 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 Pittsburgh guy and um, freaking nature, freaking <laughs> springs for springs for legs. Yeah, um, Antonio Brown. There we go. Yeah, those are it. there we go. See that? Those are those are the ones that we think could come the closest. Julio Jones has come the closest of anybody. Yes, and even though he plays for the Falcons. <laughs> Well, he plays. Let's let, let preface it. He plays with Matt Ryan. <laughs> Let's not put it all on the Falcons. It's not the Falcons' fault. It is Matt Ryan's fault. Um, Jameis surprises me. I mean, he you know he was so great in college when he first came out. He his first you know he had the crab legs incident. Hmm. He showed up overweight to the NFL his first. He was still pretty good. Nobody sweat. The only person that swept more, the only quarterback that swept more than Matt Stafford was, was Jameis Winston. Good old Jameis. Uh, in his first year. Those sweat pockets in his jersey were mm-hmm. just full up. Um, he came back, slimmed down. He he went to the Florida State game where they were down at the half. That's right. And I know they said Jimbo Fisher gave the halftime speech. I feel like Jameis was a part of that. He's standing behind him with yeah. much crab legs, <laughs> waving them. <laughs> Dropping dimes. He he's really impressive. He really is. By the way, Johnny Manziel's on this list because it was from a year ago. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Texas A and M student? Yeah, Johnny Manziel. School. Yeah. Oh, I wonder how much you're paying him to be there. I feel like he's just like at. I feel like he's just there for like rush week, and then he goes. Then he goes away. <laughs> um, I don't know that any of these guys are like top tier caliber yet. But do you think between Derek Carr and Jameis, who do you think gets there first? If either of them get there, I think that I think Jameis has got the highest ceiling, and I kind of think they'll both get there this year. You do, yeah. Okay, I I do. I mean, I think I think Derek Carr, he's got weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jameis has Mike Evans, um, but Amari Cooper is a force to be reckoned with, and Crabtree. Yeah, Crabtree was a good. Great trio. Game. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple more NFL to- NFL yeah. topics. Should we stick with the? Uh, We're going to stick with the Raiders. The Raiders. So for the longest time. Ron Rivera held the title of Riverboat Ron because of his ballsy play calling at the end of games. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure. A lot of times that was kind of tongue in cheek because we weren't sure if it was like gutsy or stupid. Yeah. Just right? like, I don't know. Right. Do what you want. Do what you want to do. We'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. What right? do you guys want to do? <laughs> want to gamble? You know, they've got the, they've got the sheet with like all the odds of like, you should do this. You shouldn't do this. Right. You know what? <laughs> 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 Remember Ronnie looks at the sheet. It's just a, it's just a piece of paper with "fuck it" written on it. <laughs> and he's like, "Yes, exactly. Do that." Um, that's exactly what Jack Del Rio did yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so they're playing the Saints. There was what less than a minute to go. Forty some seconds. They, they score a touchdown where the extra point will tie the game. Correct. Conventional wisdom says tie the game, go to overtime. Yeah. Del Rio was like, "Oh no, 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 we're going to go for the win. We're going to go for two. Does it?" Gets it. Now, the Saints still had a chance to kick a field goal. Yeah, move the ball a little bit and missed a 61-yard kick. Still. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's crazy. It like, makes me love the Raiders more than I already loved the Raiders. That's the thing. Like, if if that's what you do in your first game of the season, like, you're just, like, full of swagger. Yeah. And you go into that next game. And in any moment, any game, you just be like, ah, we can, we can win this game. Yeah. We, we have- Do you think John Gruden takes great pride in the fact that the Raiders have been terrible since he beat them in the Super Bowl? Probably. They traded him. Yeah. Right? 
and they have been terrible ever since. Curse of the Chucky, I don't know. Curse of, yeah, <laughs> Curse of the Gruden. Uh, I feel like that curse might be over. Yeah. They're in a tough division mm-hmm. because KC came back yesterday. Yeah, very good big team. time. Came back, and the Chargers, I said this, Ken was in Hunt, and the Chargers go well together. He can't be the head coach. Uh, Keenan Allen injury is going to hurt. I know, but... out for the year. Yeah. And I feel like, and it happened early, that happened at a point in the game where they had the lead, where I feel like when Casey started coming back, if they would have had Keenan Allen, it might have been able to, to fight them off. Yeah. Do you think the uh, Chargers were a bit deflated by Keenan Allen's wow. injury, JC? You're the deflate expert. I mean, it's like you you and, and the guy from... The Patriots. Why is he the deflate expert? Because he always tells me I look deflated. <laughs> really? Yeah. Unbelievable. That's not nice, JC. JC, I. JC, your character's injury. So, all right. Again, JC will have a mic one day. Yeah, it'll be good. He's got to earn it. And hear the dulcet tones. He's doing a lot of internet work right now, though. He doesn't have a laptop, but that phone. Yeah, he's doing phone a lot. is hot right now. I don't know if he's commenting on our feed. I don't know what he's doing. Hey, did anyone ask any questions yet? You guys can ask us questions if you want. Yeah. All right. Feel free. If you're out there. Yeah. If you want to ask a question or two, you can. JC will then relay it to us, and we may or may not answer it. Um, all right. Couple, two more points hit on the NFL. Long topic, but. Sure. It's first week of football. First week. Yeah. Um, first time in 34 years, four games were decided by one point. Yeah. What does it say for NFL parity? Uh, do we think that the league will be have the most parody it ever has does it feel that way I mean, because after week one it feels like at least everyone's decent i haven't seen the 49ers play yet yeah i, I don't think they're i don't think I don't they're good but the eagles yeah right the i the browns aren't because rg3 got hurt again nope yeah he's out for like half the season yeah probably oh, the full bummer. season. probably the full season oh, bummer. i know for that guy well he didn't slide no the guy continuously refuses to slide and he keeps getting hurt because of it. He understands that he has the right to slide and not get, not get hit. But I don't know he doesn't. Um, but that said, if you take the Browns and the Niners out of it, do you think there's more parity than, than there has ever been? I, I, it's going to be interesting because I like I, the Lions-Colts game is a Here good go. example of this. We can talk about this. You want to talk about I, Lions-Colts? Yeah, I went into that game being like, which one of these teams is going to outdingus the other and throw it away? <laughs> right. And then, like, you know, if... If the Lions had lost that game on a missed extra point, a lot of people would have said, like, same old Lions. Right. But that would just would have been, like, shit luck. The fact that they – the fact that Prayer missed the extra point – I don't know if, if you saw what he said after the game. I did not. So, Prater – I was following some Detroit Lions beat writers. Um, and Prater said after the game, he was so mad that he mixed it, missed the extra point that he could have, like, hit it from outside the stadium. Like, the, he was so yeah, mad. charged up. Yeah, he was charged up. Um, they played incredibly well. They did. I don't think their defense was great. Nope. Pretty solid. Oh, started pretty solid in the first half. Uh, Ansa no-showed. Completely. Yeah. And who's, like, that Corey, the, the uh, defensive lineman who had two sacks? Hyder. Hyder. Yes. yes. Corey Hyder's great. Corey Hyder, yep. Um Offense looks looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing exactly what I want. You don't need to throw the ball forty yards. Is how many how many fantasy leagues is theoretic going to win oh, this year? Like hundred. Like, yeah. yeah, he's incredible. And so is Abdullah. Like Abdullah shouldn't be left out of this either. Like Abdullah played really really good. And between the tackles, mm-hmm. so I texted my buddy B White today, fan of the show. Yeah, um, frequent fan box, frequent fan box submitter. submitter um, that. Amir Abdullah reminds me of, like, a more stout Javid Best. 
Sure. Right? Yeah, not not as like lightning fast. Not as lightning fast. But but can play between the tackles, but then can also get outside and make things happen. Mm-hmm. The two things, th- both of those guys yesterday were so good at making people miss in the open field that I, I've i never seen a recent Lions team look like that. I knew Riddick had that, that kind of shake and bake, but they like they refused to play him. Sure. All last year. Not, not JBC. Once Jim Bob Cooter came into the yeah, show. Yeah, he finished with like 80 catches because yeah. he had like 60. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So... But I do – I want to tamper my hope. Sure. Being a Lions fan. We are Lions fans. It's a tough life. Um, but Matt Stafford looked good. Mm-hmm. He didn't make any mental errors. I think he made one mental error and he called it out. He threw a bad ball. Yes. Um, yeah, but he, he had the guy open, like, curling into the end yeah. zone. And he threw it to the wrong dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but was yelling at people for not getting out of bounds. It was the best gift I saw all day. Get out of bounds. Get the fuck or get the fuck out of bounds. Was that what he said? <laughs> um, and I, I think they're solid. Here's the deal: they play the Titans on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Titans are I don't think they're terrible. They have Derrick Henry, who I like a lot. Um, they have Mariota, who I like. So I think they're I, I think they can be a halfway decent team. Their real test will be the Packers. Sure, week three. I think it's at the Packers. Yes, um, that will be an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's that's a game that if they can if they can win that game, yeah. And and that streak, that would that could vault them well, into. They ended it last year. That's right. Yeah, they did. That's like, right. Yeah, they lost at home. That's, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, if they can win two years in a row in Lambeau, yeah, that's big. It's pretty good. And I saw a decent amount of that Packers game. I, the Packers don't blow me away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he had some escapism yesterday. You know, where he got caught in the pocket and they were dragging him to the ground. He darted it like fifty yards because he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, our, our suspect defense does make me worry about that a little bit. Um, but it could be a shootout, but I am intrigued to see what the offense does and to see if they can keep it on, keep it on the throttle and just keep going. Yeah. Um, last bit I want to talk about. Okay. This is it for the NFL. We already, we hit on it earlier. Uh, this Thursday night bills versus jets. I believe that's the game. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Wearing some like crazy colors. Right. We'll be, oh, they did announce color rush jerseys today. Yeah. Lines were in black. Yeah, cool. Go ahead. <laughs> Visions of Matt Millen. Jet black. In your head. Yeah. Jet black. Um, so this is the fir- this is going to be the first televised game on Twitter. Yeah. So you, you can watch it other places. Yes. You can watch it on CBS, CBS. NFL Network. And then you can stream it on Twitter. So you and I are both avid Twitter users. Sure. What do you think? You- I'm interested to see how they execute it. I mean, I watch League Pass on my phone, right? Yeah. Because I pay for that service, I am intrigued to see. I am intrigued to see how they execute it. Um, I wonder if it's just a link, like in the. Do you have to follow the NFL? Like, I just wonder how that works. Right. Yeah, it's just like beaming into your feed. <laughs> it just shows up. One. It just shows up in the middle of the game. Um, it. I do think it. It could have an interesting impact on the way that we view games, though, right? Because the NFL, of all people who make so much money from networks, are moving away from a network. Now, I'm sure they made money via Twitter for sure. this, right? But they, it is a move that I figured the NBA would make before the NFL made, right? Yeah. And, like, Major League Baseball and hockey will maybe never make. Yeah, right? hockey's – I think hockey's close. Hockey is is a pretty friendly internet sport. Like okay. They don't – like, they're like basketball. They don't pull things down. So then and... you've got NBA hockey. Yep. And NBA, NHL, NFL, baseball. I still think I don't know. I like baseball's gotten better. Yeah, because uh, you can you know you can see all. The so if the NFL's now. the worst, 
and they're the first ones to do this. Yeah. They're the first to be on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, because NFL pulls, like, GIFs off of Twitter. They do right? pull GIFs off of There Twitter. was, like, a GIF of a NFL football play this weekend that made the front page of Reddit, and it was there for, like, two hours. It's like, man, who is asleep at the switch? <laughs> well, maybe maybe they're lightening up. Yeah. Right? Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, if, again, I don't, are we 10 years in on Goodell now? Right? Yeah, it's too long, yeah. You look at the people that they said that they were going to find players for wearing red, white, and blue spikes. Like, why would you ever find a player for that, right? Yeah. They've never heard the phrase, like, it's a guideline, not a rule. For them, it's always a rule. Yeah. So maybe... You, you just made me think of something. So let's yeah. finish this, and yeah. then we have a teensy little NFL maybe, topic. Maybe this is... Maybe this is an example of the, the NFL lightening up a little bit. Okay. I do still hope that Barack Obama comes, takes over as the commissioner. It would be so. That'd be, that'd be, be great. Great job for... So ahead. the thing I, I mentioned... Uh, idea popped in my head. I wanted to talk about this was that, um, without getting into the political aspect of it, there was a lot of protests and like shows of unity by teams and yeah. players during the national anthem this weekend. Right. And this has happened. It started with Colin Kaepernick and it's happened in some other sports. Um, but I do think that this is a way it, it's, it's a, it's a social stance, a political mm -hmm. stance that these players are making. But I also wonder how much of it is rebelling against the NFL. I think it has and something to do with it. Because I don't think this is one thing that the players can do that the NFL can't really fight right. in a way that they've been able to kind of you know, hone down some of that well, how do you, individuality. Right. How do you like fight that. it? You can't. Right. It's impossible. And so, Without yeah. alienating a big chunk of your fan base and almost all of your league. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, there's been all the talk about, you know, the poten the potential of a lockout coming up because of the use of recreational marijuana and places where it's legal. Um, but this is a big this is a big piece that, yeah, I think Kaepernick started. Um, but I think we'll continue. I don't think it's short term. Like, I think we'll continue to see these little like pockets. Of rebellion. So there was um, the, the the Grantland football. Is it Kevin Kevin Clark? Is he yes. the, the yeah. he, he linked to a story today that somebody kind of a conspiracy theory that the GM of the 49ers is using Trent Dilfer I as a that. mouthpiece yeah, I saw to that. like to attack Kaepernick yep. and the other players in the league. And I'm like, man, this is getting so nasty. <laughs> and I, I mean for that if if that were and Kevin Clark's a very good reporter. For that to be even remotely true would be absolutely bananas. Yeah. Absolutely. I, bananas. I, I, I'm I, again, I, 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 I'm okay with what Kaepernick has done and what he's doing, what his, what his colleagues are doing. Yeah. Um, I, it is just, it, there's, there's a lot of layers to it. And as the NFL is the most layered sport politically health wise, right. The way the player, you know, the way the players are perceived and the way the players act, it is fascinating to me that this is kind of the first real yeah. player rebellion first that hasn't rebellion. been smacked down by well, the Well, but they're not are they can't they're not gonna find them because it's optional. Right. So in the NBA you have to stand for the national anthem. Um in the NFL you don't. Yeah. And that I'm sure right now that I'm sure initially they were scrambling to say like, oh, can we like can we find them for not standing? No, you can't. It's an optional rule. Well that's not gonna go in until the next CBA. I'm sure they'll fight for that mm -hmm. in the next CBA. But at that point, they're likely going to lock out for various other reasons, right? And there's, there isn't like – did you see – so last night, I think the, the Arizona Cardinals got 
a 15-yard penalty for a synchronized celebration. Yeah. <laughs> like, who fucking cares about a synchronized celebration? Like, I do. I love it. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, like, I want those dudes having yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a game. Like, they're playing a game. Let them play a game. You know, the, the thing that I remember most about playing football in grade school mm-hmm. and with my buddies is like, like coming up, like spinning the football, yeah. and dancing around it, and like all. Well, that, we like, grew up with that, yeah. Right, Deion Sanders. Like if they, if Deion, if Deion played in today's league, he wouldn't be allowed to be Deion Sanders. Yeah, and that would be a travesty. I have another Here quick digression. Here we go. So I was watching an episode of Seinfeld this evening. <laughs> okay. This episode of Seinfeld would have aired in like fall or spring, fall of fall or winter of 1993. Sure, and in it. Elaine is dating a man who shares a name with a serial killer. Yeah, I remember that. Joel Rifkin. Yep. And like the they're trying to they're trying to change they're trying she's trying to convince him to change his name. Yeah. And so the first name she throws at him is like she's reading like a they're going to a Giants game and she's reading an NFL program. She's like, Man, there sure are a lot of people named Dion. What do you think <laughs> of like that name? Dion Rifkin. And she's trying to convince him that. And then she turns the page again and she sees another and she's like, Oh, oh, I got it. OJ. <laughs> And I was just watching it on the couch. Like, this is terrific. Like, what a weird cultural relic yeah. to happen. Like, less than a year before OJ brutally merges his ex-wife. It's really impressive. And, and the guy is named after a serial yeah, killer. Yeah. That's impressive. Pretty good. Seinfeld. Yeah. Leave it to Seinfeld. Chris. Yes. Are you ready to move from the NFL yeah. to college football? College football. What has your experience been like in the first two weeks of college football? Uh, it's pretty good. The yeah. first weekend, I was able to take it all in. Yeah. Um, didn't have to work. All like all the million games. That yeah. Were yeah. Started Thursday night with a crazy Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I forget Friday. Michigan was, or the Michigan game was Saturday and that was great. Yep. Uh, the, the late game Saturday was also LSU Wisconsin, which yep. was really great. Great game. Makes First, me terrified of Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 The defense is terrifying. Yep. Yeah. No, it's a, it was weird to root for Wisconsin. It's tough. I mean, I, I generally like the SEC, so I probably even though we're, I'm not I'm not the kind of person that like roots for the Big Ten because we're in the Big Ten. I I just root for the teams that I like more, you know, and so many great like Patrick Peterson, Tyra Matthew have all come out of LSU, Jim Marcus Russell. Um and so <laughs> I do like the players that come out of that school a lot, so I do generally root for them in games. Um but it was interesting. Like, and it was interesting to see Wisconsin be that good. And well, and well, the question is, is Wisconsin that good or is LSU that bad? I, I think it's it. There's a little bit of both okay. there because, like, Wisconsin, like LSU was just a bunch of whiny babies in that it's game. True. And yeah. and it was very, it was shocking that they played that way because coming into the game, there was all like huge flood, bad stuff happening yeah. in Baton Rouge all summer, and like these teams, this team has been galvanized by it, and they ran into like a little bit of resistance, yeah. from a Midi- mediocre to decent college football team they they just got like all bent out of shape yeah it's true it's true man um all right so big takeaways for me clearly michigan as we are lions fans chris and i are both also michigan fans i'm more of a michigan fan than a lion fan sure no i yeah, get yeah. that yeah. yeah um hardball's out for blood mm-hmm. um i like that he went to the he went to hawaii for a satellite camp ran a satellite camp with that coach Watch and then like went through practices and all that stuff and then refused to give that coach's game film. Yeah. He was like, Nope. Nah. Sorry. He's like, God, they're your friend. And he's like, No, we're no, no, I'm we're I'm Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, we're my way into your life. My my favorite moment of the the Michigan uh UCF game 
was that Brian Greasy was in the booth Love as a it. color guy. Love it. And Scott Frost Love it. is the head coach of UCF. And, yep. and Scott Frost was the quarterback of uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. And, and Greasy was a quarterback of Michigan during the split national championship. And um, there was some, you know, some, it was Steve Levy was doing the game. Yeah. And he was, was kind of really good booth. Yeah. They, he was, he was ribbing him a little bit. Like how bad does Nebraska meet Michigan, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But my favorite thing about it is that like, Brian Greasy looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott Frost looks like Scott Steiner. He looks, like, he's he like looks all like forearms. Tank. Yeah. Like if I was this player, I'd listen to him and fear of him. Like beating how did, me how did he get that big? Cause he wasn't that big in college. Well, he became an NFL safety. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he went to the NFL as a safety, yeah. and then him and Greasy they played play together. On Tampa Bay together. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing that Greasy said was, "Did you see that Missouri game? You know, because that was the game with yeah, the they, kick they, and it was they, close. They, they, the, what do they call it? The flea kicker, right? Yeah. Uh, and he said, "We didn't have any games that close. No, like that was great. Yeah, that was. And for anyone listening, like, one, I was kicked out of a. Uh, I was in Nebraska. I was in rural Nebraska when I was like fourteen. <laughs> I was kicked out of like a gas station for arguing with the guy that, or maybe a store for arguing with the guy that worked there that Michigan deserved the national championship over Nebraska. And he called the cops on me. <laughs> and then the cop yelled at it's me. Because he knew you were right. Yeah, he knew I was right. And then the cop yelled at me and said that I was wrong. And I got in an argument with the police officer and I was a 14 year old. Um, go blue. Um, I think that it's, it's clear that Jim Harbaugh is showing no let up on any team. He understands. Not, not even his own team. No. And so they moved up in the rankings. What were they? Seven to five to now four? Yes. And it's because they're blowing people out to that degree, mm-hmm. right? They're blowing people out and they're blowing people out by – there has not yet been like a standout performance. Right. So like the first game, um, who's the guy? had the Three sacks. McCreary? Yeah. M- McCray. McCray. Yeah. Three sacks. Um, this game, no Taco Charlton. Right. So Rashawn Gary gets the play. And he shows out like in a big time yeah. in that game. They've got their two best running backs don't even start. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, and and so uh, like Chris Evans. Yeah, and Chris, Chris Evans. Chris's and, pun was it's nice to have Captain America on our team. Yeah, very good. Um, and, and so it's start texting my cousin who's super knowledgeable Michigan. He's like, this is the deepest team they've ever had, and. I am I am super curious to see how that coalesces over these. Sure, like they they they've got such a great run up to these games because they're going to have a you know I mean they play Penn State this weekend yes. and that's a little bit of a tough yeah matchup because they're a legitimate program. Yep. Um, not that UCF and Hawaii aren't, but those aren't Big Ten programs. Mm-hmm. But they have the, they have a chance to just like accelerate through their schedule all the way to the end of the year. Yeah. It just builds in such a nice way that they can peak for Michigan State, they can peak for Iowa, they can peak for Ohio State. They've got Colorado. Colorado next. Yep. Okay. They're at Michigan Stadium until uh, the 8th of October when they play Rutgers. Yeah, which is... So they've got uh, Colorado this weekend, Penn State, Wisconsin, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State, uh, at Michigan State, yep. uh, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State. Yeah. And that Maryland game will be interesting because it's uh, Durkin's coming back. Oh, it is Durkin. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's kind of like Belichick, though. Like, you're, you know, like, yeah, you're the offensive coordinator. Well, he's defensive coordinator. He's defensive coordinator. That's right. And then they brought in the old guy from Boston who yeah. had, like, never left the Eastern Seaboard, like, in his life. Yeah. And he's it's... like, oh, you got all these crazy <laughs> defensive studs. Like, they had three defensive starters out. Yeah. And they were just murderous well, on defense. And, and they gave up a few big plays. Yeah. But but I'd also say that um, uh, Todd McShay made a great point. I liked Todd McShay. I hate sideline reporters. 
I really like having Todd McShay on the sidelines because he's a sideline analyst. Yes. Because he's the college football to NFL guru, right? So he actually says some really great things. And he's like, hey, I want everyone to remember that most of these players came from Brady Hoke. I think it was either very tail end of Rich Rod or Brady Hoke. Era. No, they're all Brady. They're Hoke. all Brady Hoke. Yes. Okay. And so yeah. you look at Jake Butt, who's an All American. Mm-hmm. Jabril Peppers, like those two, will probably go in the first round. First or second. I mean, Peppers go first round, Butt go second round, probably. But still, and and so he's like, hey, I want I want people to understand that yes, Jim Harbaugh does an incredible job of recruiting. These aren't even his recruits, right? For the most part, Rashawn Gary, mm-hmm. I think Tackle Charlton, might yeah, have Gary, in. Chris Evans. Uh, Eddie McDoom. Those are all Harbaugh guys. Yeah. Those are all first year guys. What about guys. Um, the quarterback? What about Spate and O'Corn? Yeah. Uh, Spate was, Spate's been there forever. O'Corn was a graduate transfer. So you could say that, yeah. that he, that he came brought for Harbaugh. So yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, you had a great point about Alabama. You said they were upset because they lost. Yeah, because they, they won. won. They only won by 28. <laughs> and their their performance against USC in, in week one was really impressive. Because whenever Man. whenever I see Alabama, I always just think that, like, if I were a coach, yep. I'd say to my players, like, okay, you just, like, we can win a five- or ten-minute game against Alabama. Right. We can't win a 60-minute game against Alabama. So what, do whatever you can to cling to them. Right. Hang on to them, burn the clocks, keep it, stay within a score. Right. Because as soon as we're two scores down and we've got to start chasing, then we're just going to get annihilated. And USC did that. They stayed close and then they made like two mistakes and they were down two touchdowns and then they lost by a billion. Yeah. And yeah, that's all it takes, right? Is you get, you, you give up a little bit, like you give an inch to take a mile. Yeah. That's Alabama. Um, What do you think about Steve Sarkeesian going to Alabama? Man, so, they're just they're just straight trolling USC. They are. Yeah. They got Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely nuts. All right. Yeah. Uh last bit of college football. Go for it. Uh CMU. Oh yeah. Pete Oklahoma. Oklahoma fire up State. chips. Fire up I chips. I said go chips. It's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> it was fire up chips versus the mullet. Yeah. Mike Gundy's mullet. Oh man. Um Mike Gundy's I'm a man mullet. It is a man of forty. Um most interesting part for those of you who didn't watch, uh, CMU, I mean, it was, they played very, very well. So no matter what is said at the end of the game, like they played an incredible game against Oklahoma state. Who's a, who's yeah, they were decent 20 team. top 22. They were 22. Right. Yeah. Top 25 team out of the rankings now. So essentially the game comes down to they how much were they down? Do you remember how much CMU was down? I think they won by two or three. Sure. Yeah. So they, they're down four, I right. guess. So they're nice. down. They get um, they get the ball. They're driving. There's an intentional grounding play, right? It's like they're they're essentially their last play. No, so it's it's the it was it was an intentional grounding at Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. right, right. So yeah, Oklahoma State's got the lead. They're winding the clock out, and the last play. There's four seconds when they snap the ball. Yep. And instead of like running around, or or you know, th- you know, throwing the ball to to a receiver. Right. No receivers go out, and the guy just heaves the ball down the field. Right. And so the refs rightly call intentional grounding because yeah. there's no one in the area. He's not outside of the pocket. Right. And the the game the clock is at zero. Right. Game is over. Everybody's reporting that Oklahoma State won. Flag intentional grounding, uh, penalty where the where the threw occur. Yep. And, and loss of downs. 
And the refs interpreted that as also like the, you know, so now it's a turnover. It's, it's turnover on downs, right? Turnover on downs. Yes. Central's ball, but there's no time on the clock. So and the refs untimed down. The refs give them an untimed down, yeah. which they shouldn't have. Right. Cause in the rules, if there's a, if there's a penalty that results in a loss of a down, there's no untimed. That's down. it. You're just like game's over. Right. Loss of down. They give them a down. Mm-hmm. They throw essentially a hail Mary yeah. hook and ladder. So first, first it's a hail Mary and then it's a hook. It's a lateral pass. And the guy runs it into the end zone. Yeah, and he ran. He had to run like forty yards. It was incredible. He was like all the way across the field on an angle to get in there. So, so they give them the win. Yes, initially they give CMU the win. The then they come back and the the Big Twelve was it Big Twelve refs? Yes, right. They review the film. and They're like Oklahoma State should have won. These these refs are suspended. Now I don't think they've taken the game away from them yet. Have they? No. Okay. Should they take the game away from CMU? It's tough. They should, right? If you're following the rules, they should take the game. They should take the win away from. CMU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, it's tough. It is the game did end, so that makes it kind of kind of clear. I feel like I'd be totally bummed out for CMU. And here's the thing: like, yeah. I just I, I don't. I think Oklahoma State made a mistake. Like they. They open themselves up for something crazy by doing something crazy. Yeah. And just, you know, finish the game. Like run, run out the of ball. the run out of the back of the end zone right. for a safety. Like, right. You know, run run until, you know, keep if your eye on the clock. And, yeah, if you're up for whatever it is, right? I think it was so much fun what CMU did with that untimed down. I just want them to have the win. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm sorry. Like, what a, what a, yeah, what an ingenious play. Like, right. you got one shot. You have a quarterback that can't get the ball far enough to the end zone. <laughs> so we're going to lateral. We're and they, and they, the way they the way they caught the ball was the same way that Green Bay had their two Hail Marys yeah. last year where the guy posted his defender up yeah. and used his well, size. Well, it is and, now the way to do a Hail Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, incredible. stay in front and back into it. So big ups to CMU. That was, that was an amazing play. I hope you get to keep your win. I understand if they take it away, why they'll take it away, but... I thought it was incredible. Yeah. Um, okay. You've two quick hits? Two quick hits. Yes. This is all CBH. You want to hit on the U.S. Open? Yeah, real quick. Okay. Uh, U.S. Open ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, best, I mean, Wimbledon is the most prestigious tournament, but the U.S. Open is the most fun. Yeah. They, they play at night. It's in New York. The crowd is rowdy. In a great stadium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really cool stadium. Um, but this year's U.S. Open was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, you know, favorites of the pod. Uh, Roger Federer, not even there, right? you know, on the shelf for the year, didn't participate in the Olympics, didn't, didn't do the U S open, uh, Serena Williams got knocked out in the semis. So So she made it through the first week. Yes. Okay. Yep. And you know, she, she lost there last year as well. Can I preface by saying like, I've been trying to get into like non-conventional sports for majors because I'm friends with Chris and he loves non-conventional sports. Still trying to figure out cricket. Um, I watched it. I was on vacation for a week and I'm like, sweet, I'm going to watch the U S open. And then as the days kept going, I was like, is this thing still going? Oh on? yeah. It never ends. Yeah. And like in the, in the preliminary rounds, <laughs> like before you get to the quarters, it's like tennis all day. In it's fact, crazy. One of the things I want to do in my life is you can, you can go to the U S open during the first week yeah, and you can buy an all access ticket or you can get into any court except for the main court. Yeah. 
So you can see like all the prelims. 90% of the matches that are happening that day, but you just can't see like the two or three super big matches. But early on, you can see good players. You may not be able to see like Federer or right. Serena, but you can see like Stan Wawrinka who won. Right. Um, so I have a question. How yeah. long is Wimbledon? Two weeks. It is two weeks. Yeah. They, I mean, there's essentially there's, it's a field of 128. Here we go. So they, a, there's, if to win, you have to this win. This is a segment I call Carissa explains it all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I threw me off my game there. So sometimes players will get a first round by, okay. but you have to win at least six and maybe seven because there's 128 sure. seeds yeah. or players. So, you know, that stretches that out over two weeks. You play every other day, yeah. two weeks. Smaller tournaments are usually a week long. There's a smaller field. Mm-hmm. Got it. So two weeks, two weeks. So I should just tune in for the last week next year. Yeah. Yeah. Or like it's too much tennis for me. I mean, yeah, I mean, you pick the night, the night matches are always worth. I like watching. the night matches. Um, you got to pick your spots. The first two rounds you can, you can get a little inundated and there may not be a, a good matchup. Um, well, I watched Federer's first round matchup. Yeah. Well, he didn't play. Oh, not Federer. Uh, Nadal. Nadal. That's right. Because you were making fun of his hair. I was making fun of his hair. He's he's got everything else going for him. That's true. He's got the best calves in the game. Yes. So uh, I watched his first round match and I was like, oh, this is great. Like I could, how many days does this go on? And I was like, if this is like a three or four day event, like I'll watch everything. You can really get into it. I can't. You can't get to the end. It's too much. A lot of of tennis. tennis. Okay. So. What were your big takeaways? Uh, the folks that we are so used to and love watching weren't there. Yeah, I mean, Federer or got knocked out. Federer's been in the twilight of his career for a while. Yeah, he hasn't he won just a, keeps going. Hasn't won a major in a long time, but he still competes with those guys. But where know, does with, he rank with the all-time greatest tennis players? Oh, he is. He's it. He's the greatest. He's he, actually in this tournament. Serena passed him and uh, Martina Navratilova for the most wins in major tournaments most so it's one match him so. and serena are are the two greatest tennis players yes is one in your opinion better than the other or do you segment it by best men's best women I, I mean I, I think that i think that serena's probably yeah the greatest okay um i mean and and she because i still think she'll win more i don't know that roger will right i always hope that he will he had a, he got close a few times this year um Especially at like the uh, at Wimbledon with um, Djokovic getting knocked out, mm-hmm. it seemed like he had a shot. He made it to semis. How and many lost majors there. does Djokovic have? Twelve. Yeah, he's like six behind Roger. I but think. he's not even like scratching the surface of of like Sampras or like he's not in that realm, right? He's 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 running up on those guys. Okay. He's like in the Agassi Nadal range right now. Okay. Is Nadal that far down? No, and adults. I mean, those like those are they're all in the I'm top just ten. Wondering. Okay, yeah. so they're all roughly in the top ten. Yes. Okay. Uh, Bjorn Borg. Yeah, he's up there. Okay. Yeah. That just <laughs> this is my favorite tweet of the year without question is because he's someone's coach, right? He's um, he's uh, Djokovic's coach. Okay. Yeah. Is, two two biggest two tennis assholes. Yeah. <laughs> is that Bjorn Borg looks like he got dipped into a vat of bleach? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's pretty my good. Favorite quote. So so the the point was I love the U.S. Open. Less fun this year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, Serena, how much did you watch? Did you watch all two weeks? Yeah. Whenever I could. Sparingly. Yeah. You're like, ah, this, this, game, this yeah. match, this match. Yeah. Whenever, like, and Serena said afterward that she's been battling knee issues for a while. She flamed out pretty early in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, she hasn't All she won. really cared about was Wimbledon. Yeah. For the most part. I don't right. mean care, but like that seemed to be her, it seemed like she gutted through that. Yes. And the Olympics, she's like, you know, if her knee was bad, 
in this and the U.S. Open. It wasn't as important to her as yeah. And, and coming into the year, everybody I think was really hopeful that maybe she could do like the Golden Slam, like Grafted and eighty yeah. eight, and win all four and, and the gold and the. But the she's Olympics. never done that, correct? No, yeah. Steffi's yeah. the only one who That's uh, crazy who did no, that. Steffi Graf. Yep. Um, so U.S. Open, I, it's kind of the end of the. I mean, there's still like Davis Cup stuff and other yeah. tennis stuff, but yeah, all the majors are done. Okay. Year. Chris, you have one more topic. Yes. Yeah. I don't know exciting. what you're going to bring up. I know what it's about. Okay. World Cup of Hockey. Yes. Is beginning. It begins this weekend. Here we go. Uh, there are eight teams. Chris, should, Chris is just going to say goodbye to humanity. Uh, it, there, well, it's it's nice. It's like over two weeks. Okay. There's only two games, like in the preliminaries, <laughs> there's only two games a day. They're all on ESPN, so okay. it should be easy to watch. Um, the World Cup of Hockey hasn't been around for a while. Okay. Uh, was it here and then gone? Like they took it it's, away? It's gone. It's been in different things. It came back in like the mid nineties in the, in the eighties, it was the Canada cup. Okay. And it took place in Canada and very famously the 87, the finals of the 87 Canada cup, which was Canada against the USSR is considered the best hockey okay. ever played. Um, all the games ended six to five, two wow. of them ended in overtime, one, including a double overtime game where, Wayne Gretzky claims that he was so exhausted at the end of the game that he like peed himself and didn't even realize it. Like he was just on the bench, he peed himself, and then he went out and made a great pass to Mario Lemieux. And they wow! Won. Great book about that series called Gretzky to Lemieux, the 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 famous game winning goal. Just dripping in pee. They're 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 rushing the net. It's Gretzky Lemieux and Larry Murphy. Oh, I love and Larry, Larry Murphy. Murphy is wide open in front of the net. <laughs> And Gretzky passes it to Lemieux, who buries it, and they win. Score the goal like a minute minute left. But Larry Murphy has always kind of joked about like and Larry Murphy will never let that go. Yeah, he, he's like he, that was my he moment. had a slam dunk. Yeah, Gretzky's like I'm never. Your name's Larry Murphy, right? And this is Mario Lemieux. <laughs> so, anyways, it's been that's been away for like since the mid '90s, right. and now it's back. And it's it's exciting. I love I love sort of extracurricular hockey. Yes. I love Olympic hockey, and but, it's warming you up for regular season. Hockey. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, some Red Wings are playing. Uh, Peter Morazic, Red Wings should be the Red Wings starting goaltender this year is going to be number one goalie for the Czech Republic. Dylan team. Larkin. Dylan Larkin. That's we'll get to Dylan Larkin. Oh, here we go. So I've unearthed something. There are eight teams. Okay. We have USA. Yep. Canada. Yep. The Czech Republic. Yep. Russia. Mm-hmm. Finland and Sweden. Sure. Here's where it gets interesting. There's Team Europe. So Team Europe is a collection of players that aren't Russian, Swedish, Finnish, or Czech. So all the other wow. guys are on that. And now there's Team North America. No. So you may be asking, yeah, if there's a Team USA and a Team Canada, what is Team North America comprised of? Sure. And it's not Mexico. <laughs> it is U.S. and Canadian players who are under the age of 23. Really? So there's a youth team in this. This and, is incredible. And... um they they in their preliminaries they were really good. I'm sure they were really They're fast, really good young hockey players, and really dangerous. Um, so there's a lot of buzz. Like, wouldn't it be crazy if give, this team? Give me of, some names on that team: uh, Connor McDavid, yep. Dylan I- Larkin, Eichel. Uh, Eichel is on that team. Yep. Uh, the kid that the Leafs draft, Austin oh, yeah, Matthews, yep. is on that team. Um, Jonathan Druin. Mm-hmm. I forget some of the goalies. You know, it's weird, guys. I'm learning about how I actually yeah. know some of these names. Yeah. For those of you watching on the Facebook live feed, I don't watch hockey. Sure. Rarely. But because I've spent a year doing this with Chris, 
You watched some hockey. I watched some hockey, and I know some of those names. So I'm I'm excited to see. I think Team North America is in the other group. Yeah. Like USA and Canada are in the same group. Mm-hmm. And the reason they did that is it's possible that they will then face off in the final. Sure. Two teams, top two teams from each group advance. I think it's, maybe it's three. Sure. Or maybe it's all eight. I don't know. But the final is best of three, which I think is really cool. So That's great. Yeah. Um, so it should be fun. When does, when does this start? Uh, it starts Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Ah, man, it's really going against, against college football. Yeah, but it, it, it'll be a nice. Okay. It'll be a nice. Like, I think the time frame for it, like, I think the games are like at 430 and 7. Okay. So you can get it in the middle of yeah. some of the big games. Um, yeah. And, and like the U S and Canada had two exhibition games this weekend and they both got a little chippy, which was exciting. Yeah. I heard that. I heard they were a little, yeah, a little rough and tumble. Yeah. That makes sense. So, but I love it. I mean, I, again, extracurricular hockey is cool. Who are the best players in the U S team? Well, our, our hero of the podcast, Phil Kessel is oh. not on the team. What do you mean he's not on the team? Yeah. Which is dumb. What's he doing? Super dumb. I, is it a waffle house somewhere probably, right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not fair. Eating some hot chicken somewhere. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I mean, Canada's loaded. They got Crosby. They got yeah. Taves. They got Shea Weber. So do you, oh, here we oh. go. Here we go, fam. So do you think that Team USA's biggest challenge will be what? Russia and... Uh, Team Finland is always really good in these Team Finland teams, is so. always good. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. I'm excited for Russia because Datsuk is playing. Oh, he is playing. I mean, he's been like lighting it up in yeah. the KHL sure. there, which is fun That's to see. That's not surprising at all. Um, not obviously not as good a league as how the long is NHL. he going to play in the KHL? Just to, it, and for as long as he wants, like thirty years, probably. Yeah, it's probably yeah he right. plays on a he plays on a team with Ilya Kovalchuk. Which are is you going to cool. get that jersey? I don't know. I I don't can't wear hockey jerseys anymore. Maybe I'll get it for my kid. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that that's what I'm excited about this weekend. You can still wear hockey jerseys. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, this has been our first voyage into Facebook Live. How yeah. you feeling, JC? Feeling good. Feeling yeah. good. JC yeah. has a, a. Do you regret the decision not to have any water? You should have had water. No, We've got mugs. It is hot in here. We didn't anticipate the lights. Got to get some LEDs or gotta something. Got to get some LED. Got to get that low, that low burn. Yep. We have mugs this week. We're going to have different mugs next week. Fun. Uh, it's weird for us having like a visual audience. Yeah. So, yeah, I usually spend a lot of time looking at this guy. Usually we're facing Not each other. Guys. So we're getting there. We're getting used to it. Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, Chris, where can people find you us? You can find us on Twitter at Most Basic Cable. Our personal Twitter handles, I am at C. Van Howe. I am at Quartz Moots. Oh, what? Do you want your own Twitter handle? What's your Twitter handle, JC? I don't have a Twitter. Oh, okay, okay you got to get one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> at, at Deflated. I think you're trying. Was he trying to tell us to wrap it up? I don't know. Okay, go ahead. I'm not listening to him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, you can find us at uh, the most basic cable. Uh, this this feed lives on Quartz right now. For right now, but we'll share it out and, and yeah. things like that. Oh man! And uh, you can email us mostbasiccable at gmail dot com and check out our website. All of our old episodes before we were on camera, before we were famous. Yeah. If you guys would have seen our first episode, it would have been the two of us sitting on a couch with one microphone. Between yeah, it probably looked like I was going to throw up. <laughs> Uh, that's mostbasiccable.com. You can check those out. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, thanks, th- Evan, JC. I don't know. Thanks, no, guys. Thanks, guys. See you yeah. later. But mostly, JC. Adios. Gentlemen, to Weevil.